Hey there, folks. Welcome to Griff Talks. Hope all of your host, Griff, here. Uh, last week, I did an episode about the 49ers and their draft pick, um, as well as talking about several other things. So feel free to talk, or not talk, but listen to that episode to your heart's uh, desire, if you will. Uh, however, in the meantime, today's episode is going to be about... Is it wrong to completely build around your quarterback? And what I mean by that is, is it wrong to completely stack your offense but have no money on the table to buy defensive players or even important special team players such as kickers, punters, gunners, shoot, even long snappers, even though you could find different players who play various positions to be a long snapper. I'm I'm just illustrating the point of is it wrong to completely build an arsenal of weapons around your quarterback on offense but not have a reliable defense. So I wanted to make a list. And the list is having the QBs had the most explosive offense or had an explosive offense, so either so either A, they got drafted to a team, or B, they retired, or C, various other reasons. So again, I'm going I'm going to talk about QBs that had an explosive offense or currently have an explosive offense, and I'm going to talk about QBs that uh, don't necessarily have an explosive offense, but they're still considered around the league a good quarterback or a phenomenal quarterback. And which of these quarterbacks made playoffs, which of these didn't, and so forth. And, you know, what to do about the future for quarterbacks who've yet to get their contract extensions. Before I talk about the contract extensions, I'm going to be talking about the quarterbacks that had or have had or currently have uh, an explosive offense. I'm just going down the list in no particular order. Um, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, that's five. Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan, and any 49ers quarterback. Why I put any 49ers quarterbacks or quarterback is because uh, while Jimmy G is still there, we're not sure if he's going to be a starter for this upcoming fall, even though that is the intention of the 49ers organization, is to keep Jimmy Garoppolo and finish out his contract for the next two years. He's got two years left in his deal. But then again, whoever they draft at number three, whether it be Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Kellen Mond, a lot of people are suspecting Mac Jones or Trey Lance, regardless, a quarterback is going to thrive with Kyle Shanahan, not only because of the defensive players that they currently have on that roster, as well as some of the weapons that they have on that offense. You have a healthy George Kittle. You have a healthy uh, receiver in Debo Samuel uh, and various other receivers and a healthy Raheem Mostert. And overall, it good, sound offensive line, and of course, your head coach also being the offensive play caller, 
who is considered one of the most innovative minds in football, Kyle Shanahan. So, I do think that whoever is going to be a quarterback for the 49ers this year will most likely have an explosive offense. As I mentioned before in this list, Baker Mayfield, think about it. Baker still has Odell. He's coming back this year off of injury. Besides Odell, he's got Jarvis Landry. He's got Rashad Higgins. He's got Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's got Austin Hooper. He's got David Njoku. He's got Harrison Bryant. Kareem Hunt. And then my boy, Nick Chubb, baby. Uh, He is the reason why that offense hums, why that offense is far more successful with him on the field. And not to mention, last, but definitely most important, the offensive line ranked number one or number two in pro football focus as the highest graded offensive line. So you can imagine that Baker Mayfield has plenty of time in the pocket to get to his fifth read if they're in a six-man pass pro or get to his fifth read if they're just in a five-man pass pro and really just looking at all five wide receivers or five pass catchers. Really just... He's got time in the pocket more usual than any other quarterback in the league because his offensive line is that good to hold up the protection, hold up the pocket for Baker to at least have more time inside pocket to make the best decision he feels that he can on that field. Going through his first, second, third, fourth, and fifth reads, which most of the time you you hardly get a chance to get to your third read. You just go one, two three, or in two, three, sometimes four. Usually you don't get to your fifth read in terms of having to look at the field, scan through the field, having to make a decision. Is it quick game? Is it a five-step drop? Is it a seven-step drop? And so forth. Regardless, he's got an arsenal of weapons and a fantastic offensive line. Cleveland's back end is a little suspect, which is why they this past free agency, they picked up a corner as well as a safety from the Saint. Not sorry, not Saint from the Los Angeles Rams, which they were ranked in top five in nearly every defensive category this past year. And then next up, Jared Goff. In which, by the way, Baker Mayfield and the Browns made the playoffs this past year. So did Jared Goff when he was with the Rams. Think about what Jared Goff had. He had Cam Akers. He had Henderson, another running back. Both of them are running backs. He had various tight ends with Gerald Everett at the time, who's now signed with a different team, as well as Tyler Higby, as well as Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Jefferson. Just a bunch of dudes at the perimeter that he could throw to and having Sean McVay as your offensive play caller, who's also the head coach of that team. And they made the playoffs. And then, of course... Uh, Tom Brady, fucking hate this dude because he wins too many times, but he's got arsenal weapons. He's got Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown currently, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, a spectacular defense. Literally just all-around good dudes or phenomenal dudes, phenomenal football players because they had a cap space to spend all that money for this previous season, which gave the Buccaneers an opportunity uh, to pursue that Super Bowl, and they won said Super Bowl. And then Patrick Mahomes. 
His defense isn't that good. He's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Travis Kelsey. He's got Nicole Harmon and various other weapons. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who is going to be one of those running backs who's going to be in the league for a long time, especially because I still believe he's one of the best pass-catching running backs coming out from the 2020 NFL Draft. And I think he's going to get better and better along his uh, career. And then Derek Carr. What can you say about Derek Carr? I know a whole lot of people don't like Derek Carr, but I still consider him a good quarterback. He still has a good old line. He still has Josh Jacobs. He still has Darren Waller. He still has Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro. So good weapons. And it's still one of the best offenses in the league, but unfortunately, uh, didn't make playoffs because that defense was absolute ass ranking 32nd in nearly every defensive category, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, I don't mean sound like aggressive, but I'm saying like you have a you need to have a good, excellent overall roster. First of all, you need to have an excellent quarterback uh, to they be able to pursue or uh, to be able to become a winning team. But secondly, have at least good weapons. And enough players on defense to then help said defense become a, a an excellent unit. Like if you spend too much money on defense, your defense is gonna most likely become successful, but then offense doesn't have anything to hum, doesn't have any juice. Same thing. You can spend all that money on offense and score, but if you don't have any good defense players, it's just gonna be shootouts. So you gotta have that balance. Next one, Justin Herbert, who broke the rookie record for most touchdown passes in the season with 30, as well as throwing over 4,000 yards. That's not a record for a rookie quarterback, but because uh, Andrew Luck, his rookie year, leads that category. Uh, but still have a phenomenal year. Keenan Allen, various weapons. Austin Eckler at running back, but their defense was just not good. Their pass rushing was okay, but their defense is not good. And they didn't make the playoffs. Same thing with Raiders. Didn't make the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers. What can you say about him? Other than just being a fantastic quarterback. He's got Devontae Adams. And various other dudes. Along with Aaron Jones. And actually a pretty good defense. And they made the playoffs. Only to lose to Tom Brady. Brian Tannehill. Tennessee Titans. Made playoffs. When the AFC South division. Has a beast. And Derrick Henry has A.J. Brown and some other dudes, really. But it's mainly been Derrick Henry. They lost John New Smith and Corey Davis to free agency. So we'll see what they can do offensively to replace those pieces. They also lost their offensive coordinator, uh, Arthur Smith, who ended up becoming the head coach for the Falcons. Uh... So we'll see what they can do this year. But then there's Kirk Cousins. Everyone shits on Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. He's got Del Delvin Cook, Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Those, those guys are great. And although they're predominantly running team, much like the Browns, they're still overall a very fantastic offense. Just didn't make the playoffs. Because their defense was absolute ass too. And then there's Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, 
uh, one of their tight ends they have there. Todd Gurley, who looks like he's getting back to his own self. Good, good weapons. Didn't make playoffs because their defense was absolute ass. You can see where I'm going here with, with the, you can only build so much offensively through your cap, especially having a good quarterback. But again, if you don't have dudes on defense, you're going to have a difficult time making the playoffs. Get out of the quarterbacks I said that made the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Jared Goff, and Baker Mayfield. Only three of those dudes, only three, had a fantastic defense. It was Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Jared Goff. Now we're going to look at the QBs that don't have an explosive offense, but really carry the team. Russell Wilson, I mean, other than DK Metcalf, who else is there? Carson, running back Carson, he gets hurt. And then there's Tyler Lockett, but he's got speed, but he's not a guy that can necessarily always win on route running. He's not always a guy that can always get separation. He's more, he's more, he's mostly your deep threat kind of dude. He can win with speed, but if you're looking for short yardage, slant, out route, not the most crisp route runner. And he struggles getting separation. Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. And again, Seahawks made the playoffs past year, but their defense is actually okay. Josh Allen, his defense for Buffalo Bills was okay. And his offense wasn't necessarily great either. He happened to have dudes at the perimeter, uh, John Brown, uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley, but not really good tight ends and not a fantastic offensive line and not a great running game either. It was really just, the running game was essentially Josh Allen running around, looking like Patrick Mahomes, making cross-body throws and hoping to get a guy wide open down the field. And then there's Lamar Jackson, also made playoffs. They don't necessarily have the best receiving core offense, but that defense is still fantastic. They still have fantastic tight ends, and the running back group is monstrous. And there's Matthew Stafford coming from the Lions. Um, he's a good quarterback. He didn't necessarily have the weapons other than Galladay with the Lions who signed with the Giants in this free agency offseason. And then their defense was absolute ass. So I imagine he'll be elevated by that Rams offense with Sean McVay being the play caller and head coach. Uh, but we'll see how this season goes for Matt Stafford living in L.A. and for Jared Goff living in Detroit. Those are QBs. So again, QBs had the most explosive offense and made the playoffs. Baker, Jared, Tom, Patrick, Aaron, Ryan, Tennille. Uh QBs that made the playoffs but didn't necessarily have an explosive offense nor a great defense. Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. And there's only a few that I could see that could consistently win without having everything going perfect, without having all the weapons offensively, without having all the good or great defensive players being healthy in that game, 
when are things not going perfect, these are the QBs that could still manage to win. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. I'm not going to say Patrick Mahomes, although Patrick Mahomes is great. He still has Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Harmon. Andy Reid is an excellent head coach. Eric Yanni is an excellent offensive play caller. Their defense is not necessarily great, but they're okay. But they have a few key pieces on defense that kind of help generate both Super Bowl runs with Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, guys that can be excellent pass rushers, especially on third down to get teams off the field. I also understand that Tom Brady is 43 years old. That dude has got to be cheating somehow. How does he look that young to get be that old and be that healthy? I have no fucking clue. He calls it a TB12, but I feel like there's some, some secret sauce in that serum of his. But regardless, we saw it with him and the Patriots for past 20 years. All he had was like Gronkowski for a few years when healthy, and then there was Wes Welker. And there's Randy Moss. Can you name any other dudes he had that he could rely on consistently other than a healthy Julian Element as well? That offense was not always perfect, but he got that offense humming. And the Buccaneers' offense wasn't necessarily perfect. I mean, they were 7-5 and five, and then eventually got their shit together by becoming a more predominantly get-scheme-run team with play-action. But they still have good talent. And of course, Brady was there to kind of help patch things up because of how good or great of a quarterback that he is. And then Aaron Rodgers, this dude, this dude is like a Russell Wilson, but with ridiculous throws. I mean, Russell Wilson's got a great moon ball, but Aaron Rodgers can spin that ball with no problem. He's got excellent arm strength, great. Mobility in the pocket, great pocket awareness. Can make any player on that Packers receiving core and tight end core, even running backs, look great. We saw him do it with Mike McCarthy for years. And now he's still a great quarterback, but that offense has been elevated by Matt LaFleur being a more predominantly zone run scheme team built with play action, but can still be that team that can just go past heavy on every down because you have Aaron Rodgers. And then there's Josh Allen, which Josh Allen didn't have necessarily have, again, a run game and, and a great defense, but he's got some dudes at the perimeter. But the reason I put him on this list is because 2019, 2018, he didn't have those dudes at the perimeter. 2018 was in his best year by far. His rookie year, he actually didn't do too well. But 2019, he was one of the predominantly predominant reasons why the Bills made the playoffs that year. And again, they didn't have dudes at the perimeter other than Cole Beasley, who's known as a slot guy. They didn't really have a running game. It was him bulldozing dudes over, making some ridiculous throws, and helping at that point in 2019, that Bills defense was actually top 10 in nearly everything. And then this year, they weren't necessarily top 10 in everything, but Josh Allen had some dues at the perimeter, and he got better and better. So, 
Again, is it wrong to completely build around your QB? No. But if you do that, your defense is going to be as great. If you don't necessarily if you don't necessarily build around your Q, QB with enough weapons, uh, it's going to be difficult for that QB to move to, for for the quarterback to move the ball down the field unless he's got a great defense. I mean, it's hard to win in this league alone without a quarterback. It's still hard to win in the NFL even having a great quarterback. You don't have all the pieces around the quarterback and offense or if you don't have a good defense. So again, it's not necessarily wrong to completely build around your quarterback, but just know you're going to have positive and negative to nearly everything. Great quarterback, you gave him a contract. That roster isn't as good because that quarterback's taking like 30% of your cap. You have a good quarterback, excellent weapons, but your defense isn't necessarily as good. You have a good quarterback, good defense, but you don't necessarily have good dudes at the perimeter or a great running back or even a great tight end where your quarterback's going to have to work what he's got. And sometimes that offense can be stagnant. But then again, that offense could have plenty of chances to move the ball down the field if that defense, my bad, if that defense is as good as it is. So thanks again for listening to today's episode. Uh, sorry about this long one, but it was kind of a, a, a thing that came up that I feel like needed to be discussed because there's been a lot of talk about, oh, she extend this quarterback's contract. She you give this quarterback $100 million. And I just wanted to kind of dive into the effect of giving a, con- a contract to said quarterback if long-term deal, but more specifically, if if it's wrong to completely build around your quarterback offensively and what that cap looks like if you do that. So thanks again for listening to today's episode, and uh, I'll catch you all next week.